season 10 of the Overflow podcast. Double digits. Oh, sorry, I pointed it out. Um, <laughs> double digits. Can, can you believe we Can made you it? believe we made it? <laughs> 10 seasons? I cannot believe we made it 10 seasons. And we've added an element. Hey, YouTube. Whoa. We're here. <laughs> I did my hair today. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know. I feel like I'm going to have to be maybe a little more conscious of yeah. not showing up looking like a ragamuffin, but maybe not. Um, you, YouTube can get the real me. Um, you know, it's really cool. I was just walking through the hall, dropping Nora off for school and got stopped by one of the teachers who was like, me and my husband were just saying yesterday, we need like, can you like, sorry, don't want to rush you, but can you yeah. please do a podcast? And I was like, girl, you don't even know. I'm on my way up to wow. do it right now. That's awesome. So that made I'll me say this. I love, I, honestly, like this is a, this is fun. This it is, is a joy a for us to do. It is a genuine joy. The break was nice for, you know what I mean, <laughs> yeah. too? At the same time, like, can we say that? Yeah, like, no, we, we can, can say that. We need to say that. Uh-huh. And yeah. the reason why is because people would love for us to be on every week. And <laughs> I've met people that are like, man, I just needed a podcast. And I'm like, personally we need a break uh-huh. yeah you know, sometimes from, it, you, know, you know you gotta freshen yeah. up come yeah back, i need a ready. break from you guys no. yeah. <laughs> i know it was nice i'm glad to see you guys yeah. i haven't seen you in like six yeah. weeks yeah. that uh, is how it goes yeah. uh, like unless we're doing podcasts it is a lot of in passing stuff that we see but yeah. um it is always good to be back and um just to, like i like when we get to come back and mm-hmm. share stories of what god has been doing over the last few weeks and it is funny mm-hmm. because even though the break is nice i'll find myself on a sunday morning i'm like oh i wish we could talk about that on the podcast this Go week like having those conversations or just what the Lord is doing. So, um, so, so glad to be back. Season 10, let's go. Uh, today is Alex's topic uh, mm-hmm. before we dive into it, but I'm so excited for this because um, we, our little pre-podcast conversation, um, I think you're right, that we're going to be talking about zeal. And when you started talking about the word zeal, um, however long ago, mm-hmm. a few weeks or months, um, and I started to look into it, it felt like it finally put a word to what we're already like what we've already experienced, I think, in our personal relationships with Jesus, but what we see God doing in our church. I was too. just about to say that. It's like it yeah. has put the word uh, I yeah. love when something has already been in motion and it's not like just saying, This is what could be ha- this is what could happen for our church. It's like God has already been doing it, but then he highlights in his word yeah. what this actually is that we see him wow. doing in the hearts of people. So um, we're talking about zeal today. Yes. So we'll Do get there in a second. you have the definition, like the, I guess this is Webster. It's Google's definition. Like you're not going to say that later, are you? I do have, I'd be, I'd be curious because I, I wrote down a definition from two different sources, but it wasn't through Webster. Okay. Well, I'll wait, but I was just saying it, it goes along with what you're saying. Yes. Because, uh, well, no, I can't wait. I'm sorry. But this <laughs> one says, just say it. Uh, that it's zeal is great energy or enthusiasm in pursuit of a cause or an objective. Yes. And so, and the pursuit word is what, is that what you mean? Yeah. The pursuit word is so good because that's what I think our church is in. Like we're pursuing Christ, you know? And some people might not even kind of know how to do that, but through the Holy Spirit, they're still doing it. Yes, you know what I mean? Sometimes yes. they're just doing it because they're, they're present, they're here, and they're they're being touched. And I think that's and what's cool. pursuit can look like something that feels natural or no, like it can be like you decided to get in the Word yes. today where normally you wouldn't have. Like you don't mm-hmm. you don't even realize wow, that's yeah. God drawing you in and that wow. is a pursuit of something that be more. so extravagant. When I first, mm-hmm. when you first started talking about it and I looked up this definition, what stuck out to me was great energy or enthusiasm. Mm. And that is to me what put the Word to what we've experienced like on a Sunday morning. Yeah. That it's not just hype. We're actually experiencing zeal for the Lord, which includes 
energy and yeah. enthusiasm. So it's yeah. like when we say rowdy, what we're really saying, at least from my perspective, is we're saying people are zealous for wow. the Lord. Yes. And that's, we need to change that. Nice. Yeah. I, I yeah. say rowdy a lot. Well, first of all, I like the word rowdy because it's just, it has this like grit to it. Like people are rowdy this morning. But but you're right. It is, it's a, it's zeal. It's biblical. It's a biblical zeal. Yes. Not just hype. That's what I love about it. Yes. Yes. So let me, can I jump into stories? Because all this has already reminded me. Please. And it really hit me hard um, this past Sunday in second service is watching um, our young adults, but also we have a group of incredible high school and middle schoolers at this church, but that come to second service. And I have to give them a shout out. I don't even know if they listen to this, but we're gonna we're gonna act like I hope they do. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe their parents do. Yeah, and tell them. Yeah, <laughs> I won't give names. We'll put the names in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, back to show notes. But uh, uh, they have been so consistent at our church, yeah. and yeah. I don't think what we're speaking on about zeal and enthusiasm. Yeah. Uh, I think they they add to that. I yeah. think they encourage that. Yeah, and at least they do for me. And so this past Sunday. I was just taken back again, as I usually am when I just see young people saying, I don't care who's seeing me. Yeah. I mean, we have middle school and high school girls and and boys yeah, yeah. on their knees yeah. at the front of the church in front of each service we have. I just looked up. We had 462 people in one service and second service. So you have eight to 10 middle school and high schoolers in front of 400 adults. And yeah. they, they could care less. They're in, they're at the feet of Christ. Yes. And what happened was, and I was just talking to Carla about this. Yeah. I was like, man, you got to come to second service. It's just different yeah. because of because of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we had these other two ladies this past Sunday just yeah. come forward. And I love, man, it was just so heartwarming to see Such them on eruption. their knees. Yes, it was an eruption of, of here he, he, they're at the feet. Yeah. yeah. That's that's what we need to do when yeah. we worship. And it, you know what's Christ. crazy? It's, it's an eruption, not in a lyric about, you know... <laughs> about me or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. i was about to, like i was about to say the song from like you say from lauren daigle but like yeah 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 you know yeah, but, yeah. and that's not uh, a, th- a hit on that song i'm just saying in the context of like all right you say i'm enough and like they're you know for some reason like yeah i need to i need to like you're you're filling me up yeah I, yeah, yeah i need to or, feel yeah. for some reason be lifted up but yeah but these are songs in that particular moment where it's just like lord i need you i need you mm-hmm you know Jesus you're my righteousness yes my hope and stay like it's it's singing about who Jesus is and to sing that with such zeal yes that's that's when you're like okay this is an eruption this is high praise yeah we had one of these um ladies I'm I know y'all know who I'm talking Mm -hmm. about but I didn't because I'm at the front I don't see so someone in our staff because we were celebrating this Mm -hmm. yesterday by the way we celebrate your victories too. oh my gosh absolutely Mm -hmm. Um, but they said she came from the back of the auditorium yeah so passing all of these people and just on her knees arms raised Mm -hmm. and then another person came because they saw this person and just see how you you're doing something you feel led to do Mm -hmm. and the holy spirit grabs someone else and says you do that too and then i mean (laughs) oh i'm just getting overwhelmed but another another note that people don't realize about this too is going back to y'all Y'all came into Sunday not knowing what you were going to do mm-hmm. for that part of the worship set. Mm-hmm. Cass, you said, "What are you doing? What are you doing uh, for the last song?" And Cassie said, "It's a surprise to everyone, even us." <laughs> yes, and so I say that I say that to say this is not typical. I, mm-hmm. Alex, you you have a purpose in the songs that you mm-hmm. usually mm-hmm. Um, schedule, mm-hmm. but it's just interesting that the day that you didn't have something for that one set, mm-hmm. Sally was led to sing 
just Lord, I need you. Yeah. And look what it did. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's which that's is the I Holy mean, we Spirit. could do a whole podcast on that because even the journey the Lord took me on to get to Lord, I need you was such a funny little yeah. thing. Like it's just it's so interesting. But this is I'll speak maybe to this for Alex too. This is just like again, little insights. But I think you're doing this intentionally. And I heard you say something about a conference where um not like in a in a bad light or like uh crashing on anybody. It was nothing like that, but it was just like, you can tell a difference when it's, you come in, you sing the songs that are on the set list and you, but you're not like, if God is present and alive and here in this room and does new things all the time and every day, what does he want to do in this room right now? And is it what you put on planning center three months ago? Mm. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. But sometimes like to be able to have the freedom for a worship leader, for our band to be like, what is God speaking into this room right now for the person that he woke up Mm -hmm. and brought here today and needs them to leave with something? What is that? Mm -hmm. And so Alex Lee, he, I've noticed Mm -hmm. on like upcoming planning centers and things like that. There's some space there that I feel like, first of all, you're growing us and teaching us to be set. Like we have to be dependent on the Holy spirit. I Mm -hmm. have to be one of the, the phrases that I keep thinking a lot. Um, I heard it last year on like a reel and it was, you can't, um, oh gosh, of course I've, I remember the second part, but the first, the first part is something guess, like, you can't out hustle the hustler. Mm, that is, <laughs> is that a famous theologian? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> which one? T-Pain. Okay. No, I'm just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, no, but it's something like you can't want to basically flow with hell all through the week and then want to flow with heaven on Sunday. Ooh. And that means and he, yeah. <laughs> that was well, a little bit better I, than what you said. I was, that goes into what we just talked about. And oh. and what he's talking about is like the oh. things that we're taking in all week long. Is it the media that we're taking in, the shows that we're watching, the things that we think are okay? And then we want to walk into a room on a Sunday and flow with heaven. And it's like there is a, an importance to being set apart. Wow. There, everything can have, and should be sacred. I want to add lives. something before you lose that thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, Greg and I last week met with a friend. Um, and he's uh he's just really excellent when it comes to video production stuff, and he said this thing, and it's it's like almost word for word, word for that. But he was quoting the, the scripture with David that talks about um, pure in heart, skillful in hand. Oh wow! But he says the Bible is always intentional. He's like, there's a reason why it's pure in heart first, and then skillful Aww. in hands, because everything that's in your heart will flow out to out of wow. your hands. Wow! Yeah. yeah. You know, and so you say your your hell quote again. Yeah, <laughs> like, you can't you can't flow with heaven all week and then want to flow with flow with hell all week and want to flow with heaven on sunday yeah like that is it's that same thing you know it's like what are you doing that's like um just overtaking your heart yeah you know what is the gift that you're stewarding in your heart yeah and how are you going to let it come out of your hands and that's why i loved um sunday so much i felt like even that's what you were speaking to in that is sitting in his presence learning to hear his voice being okay with not rushing in with your agenda, your prayer requests, your plans. We're told we can bring all of our petitions to him. We yes, should do that. Yes. But that's where we talked about that. We talked about this a lot in season nine, that this is a relationship. We are talking with God, which means we, this is a conversation. We also need to sit and listen and mm. we have to be okay with some of that silence and just allowing him to speak to us. So I, I, I had a feeling you were going to bring that up because we just briefly yes, talked about yeah. yesterday and I thought about this. Like, think about how many times the Bible says the word "be still." I mean, what's mm-hmm. the famous verse from from Psalm that we all know? Yeah, like "Be still, know that I'm God." Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
the Israelites. Moses says, just be still, he will fight for you. Yes. Uh, the song we, we sang, Defender, yeah. it literally says, and all I had to do is be still. Yeah. So if the Bible continues to stay, be still, be still, be still, be still, then yeah. why do we think that that's a suggestion and not a command? Yeah. And we think when, as soon as I pray or come into the presence of the Lord, I have to do something. Yeah. No, no you just need to stop for a second. Which is so funny because, I, I mean, we talked about this. We had the the episode in season nine about like how to pray in the spirit. Yeah. And so it's funny, like I brought all this content or whatever, but you taught on it. And then it was almost like yesterday in my quiet time, I had to be like, oh yeah, like I, I don't think I've been good at just being mm. still. I'm coming with a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of words, you know, yeah. which is okay. I think it, he welcomes sure, that. Absolutely. It's not a shaming thing, but I, I really had to get back to a place even yesterday morning, just being like, I, I need to sit for a minute. Yeah. And so that with that, because I, I, I struggled with Sundays yeah. just because I knew the direction and I didn't want her to com- come across as shameful no, or like you're, yeah. we're doing something wrong with prayer, but also yeah. doing something wrong um, when we got to the end. Yeah. yeah. Oh, in part of Reve- uh, five, Hebrews five. We're in Hebrews now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Never heard the, of it. <laughs> the point of the whole praying in the spirit was to say that was the first time that the writer brought in sacrifices of praise yeah. and so it didn't tuck a, take away the sacrifices of of sins but he added to it and yeah. so we we add to our prayer gratefulness and thankfulness yeah. and praise but also we have requests yeah. like it's it's com- a combination yeah. but sometimes we confuse that with god i need i need i need i need mm-hmm. i need and he's just like what i need you to do mm-hmm. is be thankful for what you already have yeah. and w- when you have a heart of gratitude that i needs go away. Yeah. You're like, wow, you're right, Lord. Look what you've already given me in salvation. Yeah. Uh, but what's funny is when I was writing that too, I went back to our podcast and I was like, thank the Lord that we did cover this because it, it helped me be able to try to explain it in a simpler way. Yes. Um, and I love that verse that that Paul wrote. It's you pray with your spirit, mm-hmm. but also with my mind. Yes. And it just hit me with um, the Holy Spirit within your heart wants to partner with I say fleshly mind, but yeah. I don't mean that in like a sinful way. Like, well, you, we told mind. that the renewing of your mind, yes. it has to be renewed and it wants to partner. So it gives you the things to say in your heart, yeah. but it tries to connect them in your mind so yeah. that you can now live them out. Yeah. And I was like, man, that is a beautiful uh, relationship. The connection, the the partnering together of God and man Yeah, it's uh, perfect. through wow. prayer. Yeah. Uh, yep. I thought that was so cool. Yeah. I also thought I had, I know I've shared this uh, with you guys already, but yesterday thinking because you, because you took that time to take that verse, but really apply it to, we got to make a commitment to be in the word together. Like mm-hmm. it, it is everything to us. It yeah. is like, it is the bread for us to really feast on. Like yeah. we need this daily bread. Um, Are you talking about the the last part? The last part, the yeah. commitment. But, and, and so, but the way that you made it so practical for people to just get in the word, spend time with God every day. You made it so simple and practical to understand that I I just had this like little thought of compared to previous days, yesterday, today, this week, if you had a map that just like lit up with mm-hmm. Lake Wiley, like yeah, cool all visual. the little people, all the all yes. the people who were in the word compared to maybe the week before, because you took away this like stigma or um just mm-hmm. the awkwardness. You were just mm-hmm. able to I, the way that you said it, I think it just for I think for really for everybody, but I think sometimes it can be men, like the way that you spoke to men about that too. Like we got to do this. I feel like it probably took away just some of that awkwardness and just gave them the ability to be like, I'm just going to do it. 
And so I just wondered yesterday, mm-hmm. like how many people are in the word who haven't been in a long time, who, who mm-hmm. dusted wow. off their Bible yesterday because of some of the things that you said and the way that you said them on Sunday. Um, so that was just a real, I thought that was a really special time. And it, I'll say this too, because, um, I, I knew you were speaking to me. Like I'm, I'm sure you were speaking to lots of people in the room, but I knew that you were speaking to me and this is almost like my confession. Like I stood there being like, raise your hand, but I, my hand never went up and I don't know why, but in my heart, I was making that sure, commitment, yeah. but there was still, I should have just taken the next step to raise my hand. But I think there was still a pride in me that was mm. like, I don't have to raise my hand. Like, mm-hmm. I know I'm making this commitment. Um, so I, I wonder if there's anybody, hey, listen, if that was you in the room too, and you're like, I know I need to make this commitment, but I'm too prideful to raise my hand. Like, there's grace for us, but really stick with the commitment. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, do it. Also, you know, please know my heart when I say something like that. Oh, gosh, yeah. I, I didn't say that. For, I, you're referring to there's some people in the room that need to raise their hand, but they're not. Well, just in general, when okay, you're yeah. asking people to raise their hand, because I was in both services when you said that, and I didn't raise my hand either time. I didn't I say that for service. But you you had people raise their hand. Yeah, 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 I did. Yeah, so, yeah. like, I didn't, mm-hmm. yeah, so not even just this yeah. a specific comment, but you know, I, it was me. I did. Here's here's the, the I don't know if it, what this is, if this attacked the enemy, but I went to Pastor Dusty afterwards, and I was like, man, I just, I feel like I shouldn't have said that just mm-hmm. because I don't want someone to have the wrong idea of why I'm saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, and I, and I, I'm serious about this. I take that platform seriously yeah. to not have my own opinions broadcast. Yeah. Um, so in the moment, of course, because I'm human, sometimes I might say stuff that I'm on my soapbox mm-hmm. with. But that time I really did feel like, hey, guys, you need to be pushed. And all I'm asking you to do, it's just nothing to do with me. You're making a commitment to the Lord to get serious about your faith. Yep. And there are people who have, who come every single week and you refuse to do this. And I just want to know the reason why. Yeah. And so that was, I was not trying to shame. I'm not trying to be rude. I wasn't trying to be this uh, macho man. I was just like, Someone needs to be pushed sometimes. Well, and here, here's what gives you credibility in that is because um, I swear I'm not just trying to hype you up right now. This is genuine. You go first in that. You are always quick to say, this is me too. Yep. And you and you mean it genuinely. And you share the the places where God is growing you and working on you too. That's where you gain the credibility that even mm. if you say, some of you should be raising your hand, you're yeah. like, me too. Like, yeah. I should be raising my hand. So yeah. I, I just want to well, encourage add, you with I'll that. I'll add to that too because... Um, it's in those moments where, uh, you know, as a leader, you feel, you feel perhaps that conviction. However, as a leader, you also want to unlock it for the people that you're, you're doing life with yeah. and you're doing ministry with. And so in many ways, when a people is stuck, you end up wondering, is its leaders stuck as mm. well? And so you going into a, a, a part of the scriptures like Hebrew that's very confrontational and convicting in many ways you're preaching to yourself first. Mm-hmm. Like you've always said, you don't ever want to give your own opinions. You always want to preach to yourself and lead by example. Mm-hmm. And so what you're doing spiritually for the people of Lake Wiley is you're unlocking something that you're like, it, it can't just be me that's stuck. I'm going to unlock this for us. Follow me. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. that that's the that's transparency. That's the honesty that um, shows incredible like ministries and organizations is its leaders go first. Yeah. You know, it is the, the Lord is a Lord of order. And like yeah. through, through the Bible, you always see its leaders, they go first. Yeah. And when they don't go first, problems occur. Yeah. You know, um, David was supposed to be out yeah. with his people. Mm. And then a, a like a list, a laundry list of sins occurred because mm. he wasn't where he was supposed to be. Yeah. And so you're coming to now That's you're good, coming Alex. into a place where you're like, I realize my sinfulness. I realize. um how easy it is to just scroll, yeah. you know, on the phone. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you said that last yeah, week or two, two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, like, 
and we we call it rest, but then you you're like this isn't real mm-hmm. rest, and so you're unlocking things for I mean honestly the the call that the Lord has given you 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 know the order which is hey I've called you to this this city you know yeah. so well yeah. I appreciate you guys I, I wouldn't yeah I wasn't trying to get into a <laughs> to, no but, <laughs> no but it's no, people need, need yeah. to hear that kind of stuff honestly like because um, if the Bible if the Bible uh, like if the Lord allowed his word to be con- confrontational, yeah. then it means that he wants Ooh. people in, in seasons to be confrontational. Yeah. Like, yes. you know, and I think we've had enough like easy talk sermons for way mm. too many years. Yeah. And perhaps the Holy Spirit maybe influenced that in some capacity in certain seasons of history. However, he's like, that was only for that specific right. moment. Yeah. He says, overall, you. the big picture is... <laughs> You need to die to yourself, and yeah. death is not comfortable. Yeah, you know we all we all get in weird places when somebody dies. Like, yeah, and but you you are you're speaking what I was thinking with that same passage. Yeah. Wow. you know, uh, in different words, and I love how the Holy Spirit does that. You know, He, he has your words and He has mine. But man, <laughs> yeah. it's, and I'm saying like what you just said is, I, um, you know, the word has parts where it's very confrontational for our own good. Mm-hmm. And it is such a random place to put that passage. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and the one I'm talking about is the whole you, you should be teachers but your your children. Yes. But it honestly yeah. it has it doesn't flow with the theme of Hebrews and then all of a sudden he's like I'm tired like good lord people. You yeah. know, it's mm-hmm. almost like I I'm, I'm getting frustrated here. You're yeah. not you're not getting what I'm saying. Yep. And uh but it's specific. I don't know why the Holy Spirit said, I want you to put it in chapter five. Yeah. But it's a purpose to be confrontational in that moment for these believing Jews, but also for us. It's yeah. like, guys, we've taught Revelation now. We've taught Hebrews now. And for some, you're still stuck in the same place. Whose fault is that? Mm-hmm. You know, it's is yeah. it the Lord's? Is it the pastor's? Or is it the person who won't do action to grow? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was super convicted by that. That's all I have to say about that. Always, you know, always. I was too. Yeah. <laughs> I really was. Um, let me. Can I real quick? I know that Ryan, took a little you can bit do whatever here. you want. Um, I would just want to. Can I just share? Because we haven't talked about Hebrews yet. We haven't. Because if you don't know this, Sally, we've been off for about six to eight weeks. I did know that. Okay. I miss, I've missed you guys. Well, I don't even know how long we've been in Hebrews, but I wanted to just first get y'all's thoughts on your. I don't know. Just share your. I wouldn't say favorite, but yeah. something that uh, the Lord has taught you through Hebrews. But I'll give you a little bit of time to think because I want to just share behind the scenes of like what goes through my mind in teaching Hebrews. Um, and what I will say is this is one of the hardest books I've ever taught in my life. Wow. And you <laughs> yeah. just taught Revelation. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And that's Which what people would probably think is harder. <laughs> I was so surprised. Like, yeah. honestly, I was like going into Hebrews like, well, I mean, we did a revelation. Yeah. Not that I'll be fine. That's not what I'm saying. But I was like, it, I want to we'll hear, okay. I want to hear that. What, what do you feel like is harder or um, the most difficult? Because it is a lot of Old Testament history, mm. but it's not like common Old Testament history. Yeah. It's not like Noah's Ark and um, it's like hidden gems. Yes, that you read through Melchizedek. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. read through Psalms or whatever, and you don't realize this is about to get quoted in Hebrew. Yeah. The amount of so, uh, Psalms, yes, passages yep. in Psalm in Hebrews is is yep. it's every chapter, and mm-hmm. then it blows your mind because it's just like, holy cow, this was a prophecy. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, but you read through that psalm as if you were that present day, and you're like, you don't realize this is a prophecy. You know? Right. Like, I think it's David. I'm assuming it's, it's David. In Psalm 110, he literally talks about Jesus being in the order of Melchizedek. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And you read that, 
And if you don't have a clue what that is, it, you go right past it. But if you really know who Melchizedek is yeah. and what he's saying, he's calling Christ eternal. <clears throat> this is an Old Testament person writing Psalm who's proclaiming Christ as eternal, the Messiah that is to come, yeah. that people will see walking on. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. so ahead yeah. of his time. And wow. he, hadn't pro- he hadn't really probably knew what he was saying. And that's what's amazing to me. But wow. right. So it's those hidden things like he spends so much time on high priests. Yeah. And getting into my head, I literally told Shelly and also Dusty, I'm like, man, I feel like we're going to get to a point in this book where we keep repeating the same things. Yeah. And Kathy Widenhouse was like, there's a purpose in that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's repetitive because it's such a big deal. Yep. And because in this um, new age church, I call it that. I don't want to say it in a bad way, but like church now. Yeah, yeah. modern like, church. modern church. Yeah, yes. not new age. We're not, not new age. We're not new age. <laughs> Scratch that. <laughs> modern big Run C church. Oh boy. <laughs> and season ten starts off. <laughs> no, modern. What denomination are you guys? <laughs> saying like we don't know the importance of the high priest. Yeah. Because we just weren't living in there, so it's hard to help people unlock why it's so important, or to go back to Melchizedek, or to teach why it's such a big deal of yep. why the writer was so emphatic about how Jesus is greater than Moses. We already know that. But so to teach that, it's like, well, duh. But to them, this is crazy information. Yes. And so it, that's what's hard. It, it feels hard to communicate the importance of why he's pointing these things out. Yes. So a couple of thoughts I've had on those things specifically. Um, number one, it makes me um, wonder. I know that we have a few people in our church who um, – used to, I mean, I don't even know how you say this, practice Judaism, but like uh-huh, we're yep. Jewish. Um, I wonder when they're hearing this, because I know it's also like a newer thing. So when you're reading through the, like, because that, I think of that as being so mm-hmm. like biblical times, like they're just having to explain, no, Jesus is your high priest. Like you don't yeah. need that, the high priest, you don't need the high priest anymore. But that was so relevant to them even recently. So I'm wondering, like, mm-hmm. if two years ago you didn't right. believe in Jesus as your high priest, this must st- – like, even though they believe now – does this make sense? Like, Absolutely. They're does, in the same is, place. Uh, yeah. yeah you they're in the same place like, as these – It, it just feels more more relevant. I've also – I've just never been around people mm-hmm. who are Jewish. And so it's just like I – well, this the, must be like so yeah. crazy to read. I think regardless if you grew up in Judaism or anything, yeah. like anything religious. Yes. And and that's we're going to hit on some of that stuff today too. Like anything religious will give you the illusion that you think you know, but you don't yes. really know. Yes. And this is why the book of Hebrews, um, even though the, the context of Hebrews is for Hebrews, yes. <laughs> like Jewish people. Right. Um, it's to break the present day religion, like religious system. You could have grown up in any any denomination and subconsciously you're not realizing that like you are doing like a Jewish style, like type of religious things. Um, And you call it Protestant, (laughs) you know, and the Lord's like, no, you're still, you're still believing in a system. And then I just wonder, it must feel so good to read things like, like Jesus being the ultimate rest and probably like now the, having the whole, like the Holy spirit inside of you being like, yes, like, don't you feel so at Mm -hmm. rest with Jesus and Mm -hmm. not all the rituals with whatever religion you were a part of? I think, you know, we, we have, we've had Shay on the podcast and she talked about, you know, uh, Mormonism, uh, was it Mormonism? Yeah, Mormonism. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mormonism. And uh, just riddled with rules and laws. And these are the things oh. that make you righteous. Um, you know, and she has this tattoo of grace on her arm because 
to understand grace. Yeah. I mean, that is ultimate. That is rest in yes. Jesus. Uh, yes. And so yeah, I just wonder if you're, they're reading this like, yes, Jesus, it, like knowing who this would have been written to, like, gosh, don't you want to experience the rest yep. of Jesus? And so I wonder that my second question, I leaned over after this past Sunday's mm-hmm. message I, or during, I leaned over and I just asked Brandon, like, with this, the context of the New Testament, how is like, how is Catholicism a thing? Like, mm-hmm. how, how did it even come to be? It's to this that. explicit yeah. that you don't need anyone else to get to God. It's what Alex just said. But it's, yeah. It, because you you feel like, well, I don't know this for them, but in my mind, you yeah. feel like the gospel is so uh, simple mm-hmm. that it's not enough. Wow. Like, wait, yeah. wait, wait. The dude died and it yeah. covers me? No, I got to still do this. This is no, yeah. no, wow. That's, that's what's, uh, what's also incredible about, I don't have, have too much information on like the history of like Catholicism. Yeah. However, uh, in many ways, like Catholicism and a lot of even denominations, I'm willing to say they have pure roots. Right, they right. They have like yeah. great motives, you know? Um, I would even say like Holy Spirit led motives. Mm-hmm. It's when you stay stuck. It's literally the Pharisees because we've you talked know? about that before. They get such a bad rap. I mean, even from Jesus, like, and pr- rightfully so because of where they ended up with such hard hearts. But the original intent was to protect the truth. Yeah. It was to protect everybody, everybody to know this is Yahweh God. Yeah. This is who But that's he is, the point is when you get so stuck in religion yeah. that you leave no room to grow. You, yeah. you put God in a box. Yeah. And that's what he's saying to them. Like They keep going back yeah. to that religion, and that's what he's saying. The gospel is enough. That's yeah. why I'm trying to tell you that Jesus is superior than all of those things. Yes. He is all yeah. you need. He's yeah. enough. And wow. Um, wow. here, so one through five, like I was saying, it seems like we know all this stuff yeah. because we focus on the New Testament a lot. But then he ends chapter five, as we know, with that strict conviction mm-hmm. of it's time to stop being a child mm-hmm. and, and start growing. No more milk, no food. Now, here's how chapter six starts that we'll talk about this week. Mm-hmm. Therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity. So now he's switching from that's the foundation. Yeah. Now, and this is kind of what you're saying with Catholicism. They have a foundation, but they stop there. They yeah. don't put any boards up to close in. They don't They don't build. Wow. It's just the foundation. So now he's like, you have the foundation. I just taught you in the first five chapters. Now, six through whatever, we're going to start building on your wow. faith. So yeah. next, this coming Sunday, it's he gives us three main things of how we grow in maturity. Mm. So that's the building blocks so of, of Hebrews. Yeah, so, that's, that's so good. That's good context. Yeah. I want to jump back because another thing that I loved about this, um, that we did the Advent booklet that yes. leaned heavily on Hebrews, which I liked. And, you know, Dusty, Pastor Dusty provided a lot of the content for that, um, all the content for that. Um, and one of the things he had sent over, so we put this, this was on Saturday, December 9th. And this was just like, I love that he did on Saturdays, like just reflections of what mm-hmm. we had learned throughout the week. And I love these, um, these types of writings that are like juxtapositions. So like, I got to Google that. <laughs> well, let me read this to you and you'll understand what I'm talking about. So um, this this is, um, he attributes it to this, uh, the Puritan preacher Thomas Watson puts it movingly in a book called A Body of Divinity. And here's what it says. He was poor that he might make us rich. He was born of a virgin that we might be born of God. He took our flesh that he might give us his, or he took our flesh that he might give us his spirit. He lay in the manger that we may lay in paradise. He came down from heaven that he might bring us to heaven. The ancient of days should, this is where I'm like, 
shooketh. The ancient of days should be born. He's always been, but he's going to be born. Ooh. Like uh, the ah! Dusty came up with that. No, no oh my god, you were googling while I read who this was. This is a Puritan <laughs> preacher, Thomas Watson. Uh, Thomas came up with that. Thomas, <laughs> the Tommy. ancient of days should be born. Listen, 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 just listen, Ryan. I read this by the that way. He, <laughs> That made me laugh. <laughs> that he who thunders in the heavens should cry in the cradle. I can't. Okay. That's fire. That he who rules the stars should nurse, that a virgin should conceive, that Christ should be made of a woman and of that woman which he himself made. <sighs> that the branch should bear the vine, that the mother should be younger than the child she bare, and the child in the womb bigger than the mother. That in that the human nature should not be God, yet one with God. Let's all just take a moment. Like you know, it uh, humbles you when you realize how much smarter people are than you. Bro, <laughs> 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 well, that that was juxtaposition. Good. So, uh, but you know, like now I the get it. ancient. What was it? The ancient of days should be born. Like yeah. what? Uh, I will say, that, like yes, people are smarter, but like. It, it is the Lord's gifting of that. Yeah, yeah. You yes. Know, like, Thank you, it's just like that person thinks, oh, I didn't really, you know, <laughs> like that didn't take that much brain power. It's like the Lord gave you that gift. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. That ain't going to be, bro. Gosh, yeah. man. But, but again, that whole ancient of days should be born. That's, I know I'm going back to this, but that's why it's so hard for them to understand that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And for us, like it doesn't make sense well, if the, we think about it. It doesn't um, make sense. <laughs> I can't remember. I guess it was, maybe it was early on in Hebrews too. I, I did too. I did have a moment where I was like, I had more compassion than I'd ever had because mm-hmm. of course we have all the information. So it, it's like you look and you're like, how could they have missed it? How wh- mm-hmm. you know, when he's getting frustrated, like I keep having to say the same thing over. Mm-hmm. That would have been crazy yeah, to, to to have to wrap your mind around. And we think about how skeptical we are now, where somebody if if somebody popped up right now and was like, I'm the Messiah, we'd be like, you Bye. pray. Yeah. Well, yeah, that uh, now of course, now yeah, they yeah. did have prophecies and all sorts yeah. of stuff that you wish they could have just grasped onto. But yeah. we w- we should have a healthy level of like yeah. skepticism and test certain things. For but sure. if somebody's saying, you know, I'm God, you're gonna have a little bit of like, wait a second. But it's easy for us to look back and judge and be like, why did they miss him? But you know, gosh, that would be so hard. Um, I touched on this too, but we t- um, a lot of the pastors were talking about this at that conference we went to, speaking more on prophecy, and it's that the affirmation, mm-hmm. like if you truly feel like the Holy Spirit's leading you to say something or do something, and then going back to like, if yeah. someone truly says he's a Messiah, well, it you should have affirmation of that to know that it was truly from the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Someone else that is led by the Holy Spirit should affirm that, yes, wow. I think those things, like mm-hmm. speaking on prophecy, yeah. like you could stand up and say, I'm prophesying right now and say something off the cuff that no one else can affirm. That's not prophecy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's, mm-hmm. and I want to say like that, but you know what I'm saying? Like oh, yeah. people need to affirm yeah. if you truly say something is said by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. that is correct, right, biblical, and theologically correct. Yeah. Um, let me say this and then I'm done with Hebrews. Say, yeah. let's, let's, let's let I've Alex have the floor here. But I want to point this out too, and it just reminded me what you said. So that the 11 through 14, where he did kind of give conviction, this is specifically for believers in Christ. And I say that to say he was not saying that about someone who doesn't know Christ because they need a different conviction from the Lord than a believer does. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? So I said it this way, again, talking to Carla, I was like, the way God hit me so hard with this talking second service when I was on bottom road Mm. and it was like, Lord, I got to get on my knees because Mm. he basically called me out uh, for me saying, 
I'm in a good enough place. Mm. And he convicted me. He says, you're good enough. You're robbing yourself of what I really want you to be in, in perfect perfection in quotes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Complete, I should mm-hmm. say in the, in the word. And so a lot of times as Christians, we get stuck in, well, I'm, I know my Bible verses. I know this, so I'm good enough. And he's like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. There's more more to Mm -hmm. that. Now, he would never come that hard at someone who doesn't know Christ. These are those who claim to know Christ who need to be called out of their complacency, Mm -hmm. not out of their sin necessarily. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I love just speaking on the compassion of God. He deals with people differently depending on where they are spiritually. And so if you were there on Sunday and you weren't a follower of Christ— that stern warning wasn't necessarily for you. Mm-hmm. Now you can use that and grow in that mm-hmm. and, and allow it to spark your, um, cre- I don't what's the word? Like your, your desire yeah. to know more. Yeah. But to be honest with you, he wasn't calling you a child. Mm-hmm. He was calling those who are stuck in a child like form yeah. as a b- believer in Christ. Yeah. So I just, I just want to say yeah. that. That's good. That's good. I, I think, feel like that'll get people. I think in context. many ways, uh, if, if we were to do like a, what do they what do they call that when you do a like a study on your people? They, they, oh gosh, like mm. you talking about like a, a basically like a poll to see yeah. where they're at. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But there's like another word for it. But um, if you'd be like, how long have you been a born again Christian, or how long you've been in mm-hmm. church? Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of times you will be shocked and be like, oh, it's like my whole life. And then that's that's where mm. this hits. Yes. Yeah. You know, because it's like uh, you've been in church for twenty years. You've been in church for forty years. Yeah. Mm. Um, you, you have to, you have to not guilt yourself in a, in a sinful way, but you have to ask, why did I stay mm-hmm. where I'm at? Yeah. Like yes. who have I discipled, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, and he's not, he's not questioning your salvation. Nope. He's questioning your immaturity yeah. in your faith. That's a good, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what I mean. He's that's talking to believe. So he's yeah. not saying you're not a Christian because of this. He's yeah. saying you are a Christian. Yeah. So, so grow. I love that. I don't know why I feel the need to share this story because on the flip side of that, the person who's been in church for a long time, but what you're talking about where sometimes we hold people to uh, an expectation or a standard that it's not meant for them. Like that. Mm-hmm. I, I have this story from high school. Um, I brought a friend to like our church had, you know, softball mm-hmm. league or whatever. So we went to one of the softball games, uh, one night and you I, were an all-star softball player. I sure was. Did you want us to say that? I did. <laughs> um, I'm really asking we're going to start a church softball I can't league. Wait. Uh, I can't wait. Um, but I brought her and, um, yeah, maybe, I mean, it was summertime. Maybe she wasn't wearing the most amount of clothes or, you know, um, it was fine. I, I never thought she's, she's my friend, but she was not a believer. She was not in church. And I remember, uh, one of the youth leaders leaning down to me and I was, I mean, gosh, I was in high school. It was like early high school though, like maybe just driving. And so, um, she leaned down and she was like, this is a church softball game. Like she should know better than to wear that. And I remember it like flew all over Mm. me and I couldn't figure out why, but I processed it, you know, like I just processed it later that like, why would she have known that? Like, yes, she's not a yeah. believer. And why are you being so, like, why are you being so judgy? Why are you like holding her to a standard that she doesn't know Jesus? She doesn't know shouldn't like, shouldn't quote unquote mm. wear this or whatever that she, she doesn't have a relationship with him. And I just always, that always stuck with me that first of all, I was just like, God keep me from being that person. Like, Oh, they should know better. It's like, why should they know better? Have yeah. you, have you told them? Have you told them Ooh. about Jesus? <laughs> like, I don't know. That's yeah. a great um, point And a lesson on judging. We think, Judging might be different, but yeah. judging is holding someone to a standard that you think is appropriate yeah. when they might not 
have any background to know what is right and wrong right. according to scripture. Uh, what, which is the ultimate right and wrong. Like, and if they are, if they're, they don't know the word. You're being a Pharisee. Yeah. You're just holding them to a standard they don't know yet. So anyway, that just you saying yeah, that, yeah. that sometimes we hold people to standards that we read in scripture. Well, they should know that. Well, why should they know that? You know, mm-hmm. right. they probably right. don't know that. So anyway, I just, I do love that you pointed that out. That's good. Um, but yeah, I've, Hey, we're, we're, we're in Hebrews for the long haul. Yeah, we got a we got a while. <laughs> I don't want y'all to be honest. I was trying to look back. I mean, I was trying to look back at when we did start, but this is one. It was of, after Revelation. I mean, but it's the word. Like it's I just, word. I love that we're going through books. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to so do much. Acts next. No way. Yeah, we're we're doing it in a in a Bible study on Friday mm-hmm. and going like line for line. And man, like of course I've read Acts, but it's like to go deep into Acts, mm-hmm. and that's really the. It's the I love how uh, Dusty said it's a transition book. So there's a lot of things in Acts that we don't see happening now, and yeah. it's because. Those are specific to that time to transition into the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, I think, to build the church. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, very good. We'll, well, Alex. Is it my turn? Can we talk about zeal for the Lord or zeal yeah. of the Lord? Either, yeah. Either or. I'll preface the Lord. with how this topic the <laughs> like birthed um, in my mind and in the yes, spirit. Yes, um, But I will say, like, uh, if 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 you guys have been attending New River for for a little bit, um, we I think this would be technically our third year um, wanting to like host the gathering. Mm-hmm. Um, so wow. that's crazy. No, no, we are going into our third no, year. Yeah. And the gathering, I think, has been very um, spiritually. Um, how would you say like a marker for our church in many ways? Um, but what the gathering is, um, just for context, um, we have our nights of worship um, that would typically happen on a on a Sunday night, or for Easter we do them on Thursday mm-hmm. on a Thursday night. Um, and then about three years ago, or two years ago, something like that, um, I really felt the Lord um, leading us in a place where He wanted to see. Um, all generations worship the Lord mm-hmm. in the auditorium. So in many ways, we like our childcare stuff, you mm-hmm. know, like that resource. And it's a great resource in Amen. many ways. Um, and we love, we do. I mean, we yeah. love it There's because it's not it, like sure. they're yeah. just going into like a childcare and like just being watched in yeah. many ways. Um, our childcare stuff, they're teaching about Jesus as well. Yeah. So there's a great benefit to teach at their level. However, the gathering was um, spiritually pointed specifically to see uh, young and old worship together, including mm-hmm. two-year-olds, three-year-olds, four-year-olds, yeah. um, to create an environment where um, stop calling a distraction a distraction. Mm-hmm. You know, um, for one hour, let's have uninterrupted worship. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if the Lord is, um, if he is like influencing you to sit down and, and just write on a journal for that hour, do it. If you feel inclined to pray, do it. Do you, if you feel to be on your knees or stand up, if you feel like singing along, you know, like want to create a worshipful space and what it means to biblically truly worship. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that can look in a lot of different ways, but it was honestly to see the family worship together yeah. um, and to create spaces where children can grow up and be like, I know that the presence of God because I, I grew up in it, you know, and that comes from a place even in my heart where I cherish those times as well. Yeah. Where like, even though I was playing with Hot Wheels under a pew, mm-hmm. I, I can smell, I can sense, I can see what the presence of the Lord is like, you know, mm. and so what his manifest presence is like. Right. So, uh, so the gathering is that um, I'm trying to 
probably do it in the month of April. Yeah. Um, the gathering, and we'll probably at least at minimum have two, mm-hmm. um, possibly on, and we'll debate if it, not debate. We'll we'll talk to see if it's on a Thursday night or another week night or something. But, um, but all that journey to say that for this year, I was like, Lord, what what are you wanting to do? And uh, the word zeal just kept coming up zeal zeal and i remember talking to sally like uh, i was like i want like a theme Mm -hmm. and like and it's not that as if the gathering that name is not enough no no no. like i felt like uh can this is gonna sound funny but can we baptize it with Mm -hmm. a certain theme Mm -hmm. like what is the aim um above and beyond like what the vision behind the gathering is and zeal just kept coming up and i remember i mentioned to you i was like i feel like this is zeal nights Mm -hmm. i don't know like and so, um, took me on this journey, been, um, looking into it a little bit, but all in all, this is what zeal, um, is, um, and I, I, I'm pulling from like two articles as far as like most of the content, mm-hmm. content that I'm pulling from. Um, one is from the infamous John Piper. Mm, can't go wrong. Oh. Yeah. And the other, uh, I wrote his name here, but I thought it did. Let me guess. Miguel. <laughs> no, not T-Pain. Miguel. Um, <laughs> yeah. Kanye West. Anyway, no. his name will pop <laughs> we up do not in a that. Um, but all in all, um, oh, I have Eric Raymond. Oh, um, sorry. I was close. I was close. Uh, and I forget the website that was on, but regardless, it's, it's, I'm pulling from two articles, and these two articles are pulling from the Bible. Yeah. So, like, yeah. <laughs> and we will, it all goes back. Yeah. We'll put them in some the show notes. Straight. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm going to reiterate like how we started the podcast. Like, uh, Brian, he mentioned Webster's definition for zeal. Um, what I wrote down is zeal is dedication or enthusiasm for something. Mm-hmm. If you have zeal, you're willing, energized, and motivated. Zeal is often used in a religious a religious sense, meaning devotion to God or another religious cause, like being a missionary. Mm-hmm. And so w- this is very important because it's not exclusive to Christianity. Yeah, It's like saying you're passionate for something. Or you're zealous for mm-hmm. something like you can be, you can have zeal in it, not ne- not necessarily be for the Lord. Yeah, is uh, what we really want to um, yeah. hit on. So we want to teach something so biblical, meaning like um, when we teach about zeal, don't 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 uh, misunderstand that you can be z- zealous and still not be saved. Yes, like you know. Yes. So now um, I'm gonna read a little bit um, from this guy's article first from Eric Raymond. Um, It says, uh, this is him quoting, so here we go. I was thinking today about the connection of zeal to hope. Mm. Hope is the ballast in the soul of the Christian that keeps him from being tossed about by the winds of uncertainty. Mm. It is also the basis for our zeal. When we say that we are hopeful, we are saying that our faith is in God and all that he promises. Zeal, then, is the response to resting in God's promise. You might say that resting produces a flurry or some zeal of activity. When our zeal is low, we can be sure that we are not truly hoping in God. Yeah. Like zeal is like, it's honestly like the fruit. It's just the, yeah. wow. you believe in something and there's an action. There's a response. Oh, that so, makes sense. Yeah. It does. Uh, my, my spirits do it. Like, yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay, if, I can see that. If you don't have hope, you're lost in wandering and wondering. Yeah. yeah. And so the biggest question, I think, for like 2024, um, for, for many of us, is like, where has your zeal gone? Yeah. Now, you've, we finished as a church corporately the book of Revelation. Re- Revelation talks uh, briefly about this concept of first love. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lord is continuing to speak through his word 
where is your first love? Can mm-hmm. you return to me, please? Mm-hmm. Where's your affection? Where's your emotion? Mm-hmm. Where's your love towards Jesus? Um, you've hit all the religious points, mm-hmm. like you do the work, you know, but mm-hmm. where is your love for me? Yeah. Um, so I love I love how Eric um did that. And then for for the rest of this podcast, we'll probably just stick to John Piper's article. Yeah. But um this one's just called Zeal for God. You can look it up on Desiring God, but um i loved this, oh, this one like that. blew my mind in many ways yeah and i had to like copy and paste like the whole thing <laughs> it, might it as well felt like it right. yeah like i got a page and a half versus like his full things like eight pages yeah, yeah i was like oh my god um so i would super super encourage you guys to like if you guys want to see that article it's amazing is it deadly or indispensable zeal for god deadly yeah that's I, it. that was perfect like, yeah, yeah that's it's it. a great article um so um so here, here, here it goes. John Piper. Uh, it says, look at Romans 10, 1 through 2. It says, brothers, my heart's... Uh-oh, I feel like a cockroach. Oh, <clears throat> get him, get him. My heart's desire and prayer to God for them is that they may be saved. Which, you know, they may be saved. Which implies they're not. Yes, for I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, mm-hmm. is the rest of the verse. I'm so sorry if I'm about to cough. It's Go okay. It. Get it out. We Go. will distract the, the crowd. <laughs> hey, Sally. Why? You know what, though? Oh. Did you ask me a question? I couldn't hear you over. Alex is coughing. No, no, no. I was trying to distract the listeners. <laughs> oh, well, no. I, here's what I'll say. And maybe it's just like a, a confession time. This, I feel like this. Oh, here she comes. Here come the tears. We made it. <laughs> I have tears. Bro, because of my Season cough. 10. 48 minutes. That's a record. <laughs> Out. Um, <laughs> I I feel like this is hitting me at the perfect time. I even sat like kind of in my quiet time this morning, having the same kind of questions, like um, for myself, like where, why am I so easily tossed about? Why, mm. why, why does um, something small or something that feels uncomfortable or painful to me send me spiraling so far, and then I feel so far from? the times where I feel most affectionate and most energetic and most enthusiastic for the things of the Lord, it really does drive me. I, I, I wish, or I guess my hope and my prayer would be that when I experience things that hurt or things that are hard, that it really would drive not, and not things that I'm just desperate for. Like, um, I think if maybe I experienced a loss or or something like that, maybe that would drive me into the arms of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like, something that's like, okay, I can't do this on my own. But to me, it's more of the things that are either frustrating or disappointing or maybe even like mildly hurtful. They, they derail me and I don't want to be that way. And that was kind of like, maybe that's just like a little confession. I don't want to be that way, you know? Um, and so I want, like, I'm just saying, I don't care who else is listening. I am listening. Like yeah. I, I need. Yeah. I don't want this. So yeah. anyway. And, um, I, I uh, love no, sorry. I love that because John Piper hits on the characteristics of like being a zealous person and yes. how there are certain things that um, it's it's beautiful to be in your feelings and your emotions mm-hmm. like in, with the Lord. Yeah. However, it doesn't it doesn't like completely toss you out. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Um, so, uh, John Piper says, uh, the most stunning thing about this passage is that you can have a zeal for God and not be saved. Uh, that's the most amazing thing. Um, he says, 
Uh, my heart on quoting the scriptures, my heart's desire and prayer to God for them. He's talking about his Jewish kinsmen Mm -hmm. where he was, uh, where he was once upon a time referring, referring to Paul, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. the writer of Romans is that they may be saved for I bear them witness to have a zeal for God. Now, um, zeal does not save us. Mm -hmm. Um, so you can, you can have a zeal for God and not be saved pastors can have a zeal for God. This is like, this is where like John is going into his um, I can't wait to see where he's going. Yeah, yeah. he goes to some wild waters uh, in some ways where he's like, pastors can have mm-hmm. a zeal for God and not be saved. Churchgoers can have a zeal for God and not be saved. Um, there is a kind of zeal that is not saving and it's not connected with those who are saved. You can have a zeal for justice and not be saved and, you know, mm. he keeps going. Now. Wow. Yeah, and he's gonna. He's actually. He's he's saying these bold statements, but he's about to like involve scripture. Yeah. So, just kind of hold on for yeah. a second. God is not into moderate. He's not into middle of the road devotion to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Zeal is important. Now, here's the problem with inferring that uh, from what Paul says. The New Testament not only says that you can have a zeal and not be saved, but it also says that you cannot be saved without a zeal for God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me give you a few texts so that you can see what you, know, yeah. what you think. So this is the beauty of like John Piper in many ways where he's yeah. like, and, and honestly, like it's, it's how we should all operate. Everything has to go to scripture, the to yeah. the scriptures, yeah. like yeah. everything, um, including prophecy, like you just hit about, like it has to be. Um, so now he explains to us what it is in Romans 10, three, they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For being ignorant of the righteousness of God and seeking to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. Mm -hmm. This is where, when you're speaking about the religious system, especially in Judaism with Jewish people, there's an effort where you think you're doing the work out of just your straight knowledge Mm -hmm. of what you've always known, and you, you think you're good. And Paul is like, you're zealous for those things. You're not zealous for Jesus. Yeah. Wow. So because you're stuck in your knowledge and what you think is righteousness, but you're not actually in the true righteousness, which is Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's why you're not in a true form of zeal, mm-hmm. like you know, zeal for the Lord. Yeah. And these, this is where it starts to hit because you're like, this is where it means that pastors perhaps can have zeal and not be saved. Is because um, I don't know if I don't know if we've ever encountered this, Ryan, where you're like you meet person in ministry and you're like um you're like who told you to be a pastor <laughs> or like <laughs> yeah. who told you that you're a pastor yeah. like why did you even get into ministry like um the question also is like man are you even saved because you're just you you, you treat it like a job yeah um at what point or abuse the power yeah, yeah. you abuse the power you mm-hmm. fell into a system where you're like oh i could totally do that mm-hmm. you know from a business standpoint like mm-hmm. i can quote unquote manage people and give them a couple scriptures here and there and it's wow. like are you you know yeah. Do you know that this is a calling? Do you know that the yeah. Lord anoints you to be set apart for this ministry? You know that He does the work, but He's doing it through you. Mm-hmm. You know, you're speaking to some people here, and I hope this is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. But if you find yourself um, measuring knowledge more than relationship, this yep. this is what we're talking about. Where yes. you you have now put knowledge of the Word above relationship with Jesus, yeah. and knowledge of the Word, of course, is a good thing. Yep. But if you miss the righteousness of who Jesus is, you have zeal for rules, not wow. zeal for faith in God. So, I don't. 
he goes there. I don't know if you're going there yeah, in yeah. this article. The knowledge. Of, I said something. Of John Piper said. You did. You're so smart. <laughs> you know what? Let's not use this article. Ryan, you do the rest. Um, no, just <laughs> in Revelation three sixteen. <laughs> Oh, oh, no. you know, you really did. You touched on it. We're but we're gonna go there because I read that this morning and it it kind of wrecked me. Um, the the part about knowledge of righteousness. Yes. Anyway, but we that, won't get there um, yet. That's just relating us back to what we were saying. That's that's what he's talking about with the spirit in your heart and your mind. Yeah. They have to have a connection. Yes. Your mind has the knowledge. The spirit has the wisdom. Yeah. They have to connect in order to glorify yes. Christ. Yes. 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 I had to put that together in my head. Um, so we're going to break it down to three parts um, the way that John did. He says, uh, John Piper, by the way, not biblical John. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, there are three parts of the explanation of their ignorance. So the first one is not knowing. That's their ignorance. Then here's what they don't know, the righteousness of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and the two ways that they're responding to it that indicate their ignorance is that they're not submitting to it. Mm-hmm. That's the big word. Yeah. Yes, it is. Welcome to the life of a Christian. Submission. Yeah, submission. Uh, do you see that at the end of Romans ten three, they don't subject themselves to that righteousness, righteousness that they don't know. They're in rebellion against it. They don't submit to it. The other pieces that they're trying to, therefore, to establish their own. This this actually mm-hmm. goes hand in hand with Hebrews as well because mm-hmm. it's the, it's the same audience. You know, you're not submitting to Jesus, the high priest. Mm-hmm. You're not. Um, you're not in submission that he is the one, like he is the one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're trying to earn their own righteousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So if you don't understand and don't have knowledge of God's righteousness, you do, you devote your life to getting righteousness. Yeah. And that's not rest. Like, because you're you're striving to gain something that the Lord has already. He he um, how do you call it? like he. He earned it. Yeah. Like he he owns it. He earned mm-hmm. it. Like he's the one that paid the price. Yeah. And there is such a you're, there's a disconnect between I know Jesus died for me, but do you believe that like it's once and for all, and it's a free gift, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. freely given? Jesus is the gospel is enough. Yeah. Like there's nothing. There's and that's that's what's really hard. And so many times in our walk in our lifetime with the Lord, it's like. Jesus, this makes no sense. Yeah. And he's like, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Just rest now. <laughs> yeah. Just rest. You know, and it's hard oh, to rest. I love that. So um, we're going to get into it, um, to the, the second half of this subject, which is we need zeal to be saved. In Revelation 3.16, Jesus said to the church in Laodicea, Laodicea. Laodicea. Because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. God is not into moderate. He's not into middle-of-the-road devotion to Jesus. It was important. Caring deeply about God, not moderately caring about God, is important. Romans 12, 11, Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord instead of the word. And so instead of the word fervent, some translations say that you should be aglow. It means that you should, be, that you should boil. Mm. This is where it gets real, real passionate, yeah. real quick. We get the word fervent from fervens in Latin, which means boil. So if you're a fervent person, your spirit is alive. It's quickened. It's boiling for something and got out to be the big boil in your life. Mm. 
And in First Corinthians sixteen twenty two, the last thing Paul says to the church in Corinth is that if anyone has no love for the Lord, let him be accursed. Mm-hmm. This is strong language mm-hmm. that the Bible goes to. It doesn't say if anyone does not believe the Lord, let him be cursed. Though that would be true, it doesn't say if anyone has not received the Lord, let him be cursed. Though that would be true, it doesn't say if anyone has not made a decision for the Lord, though that may would be true. You have to decide for Jesus. It's uh, it's uh, you have to decide for Jesus. It says anyone who doesn't love him be damned. Mm-hmm. You know those who are strong. Those are strong words to talk about love. I get the impression zeal might matter. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, what John yeah. Piper says. Oh my gosh. Um, and then lastly. It's, um, this is the last thing that I wanted to bring to the table yeah. is Jesus seemed to always be reaching for language that provoked zeal for him and his father. Mm. For example, any one of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. Mm. That's out of Luke fourteen thirty three. Or blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. This is Matthew five. Mm. This I love that scripture yeah. in many ways because um, I remember like even talking to our friend Charlie, where I'm almost like, dude, you're crazy, <laughs> because he would smile. Like I remember one time um, he was in a room and this dude stood up and and yelled in, in front of the entire auditorium against the preacher, and Charlie smiled. He's like, the Lord is in this place. And this is this is the paradox where, in many ways, we're like, "This is crazy. Mm-hmm. Get that guy out of here." And mm-hmm. and yeah, you should. Yeah. However, in a, in the spirit, you know, there's something good happening mm-hmm. here because the enemy does not like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's distracted. Um, that verse right there goes to back to that first quote you said from the other one that hope produces zeal. As we were saying, like your rewards in heaven. Yeah, that's hope. Yeah. So yeah. What does that do? It produces rejoice and be glad. Mm-hmm. That's that zeal. Yes. Going back to eternal perspective. Yes. Yeah. Um, Bro, Charlie's a different dude. <laughs> he is. Everybody in there yeah, probably yeah. freaking out. And he's like, nah, <laughs> this is exactly what needs to happen. Yeah. Uh, somebody that I feel like exemplifies zeal a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Zeal and wisdom and mm-hmm. calm, mm-hmm. that calmness that I see. Not in his brain. <laughs> I know. That's that's, that's the a, ironic yeah. thing. That's the meekness, I think, yeah. um, of the of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Where it's like in his mind, it's probably a wild horse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I believe that he thinks it is, but yeah. what I see is someone yeah. who is who reveres the Lord yeah. and he comes across as calm and in control. Yeah. yeah, we're definitely not to sidetrack, we're definitely gonna have to bring him back. For this season, because oh, the sure. things that has happened, like yes. he was our last episode, right? Yes. The things that have occurred mm. in this small span of time, yeah, is crazy. Yeah, like the utmost crazy. Wow. And he's like, he's really scared right now. Mm. He's like, what's happening with me? Yeah. In a good way. In a in a great Holy Spirit way. Yeah, yeah, wow. It's very God fearing. Uneasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uneasy, man. Um, wow. It's almost like he is forty four, forty five. Um. It's almost like the Lord added 20, 30 years to his life. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you get old, there's a sense of like, I don't care. Like you're, you're you just say what you think. Mm-hmm. And that's where he's at. Yeah. He's like, I, I don't care about anything. Yeah. He's like, I'm on mission. Yeah. yeah. I know this is right. This is what I got to wow. do. Wow. Yeah. And it's not a pride. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a broken pride that is non-existent anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's not, there's not an ounce of me anymore. 
this is all for God's glory. Mm. You know, so wow. No, it's been it's been wonderful. Um, so uh, I said wonderful in the next word I'm about to say. So wonderfully <laughs> weird. Um, the kind of people the world desperately need. Um, hold up, sorry. Uh, so yeah, it ends with saying so um, where your reward is great in heaven. So you have people beating up on you, slandering, lying about you. Be happy. I mean, it's weird. Wonderfully weird. The kind of people the world desperately needs. Um, man, he quotes something from a local church in Cincinnati. Let's just go to the scriptures. Or Matthew 5. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew 5, 29 says that it's better to gouge out your eye or go and go to heaven than to keep your eye for lust and go to hell. Mm-hmm. It not only says in Romans you can have a zeal for God and be lost. It also says that you can't be saved. You can't be a follower of Jesus and be an indifferent person toward him. Mm-hmm. You got to ha- you've got to have zeal. It really matters. It's not optional. It's not an elective in the curriculum. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, I love that. So yeah. the oh part Lord. of that saving zeal, because he, he kind of goes on to talk about this, and um, I think this is important for us to know. So if if there is a uh, if there is a zeal that is saving, there's a zeal that is not saving. And so this is kind of how he breaks it down. And it, it goes back to that Romans 10, 1 through 2. My heart's desire and prayer uh, and prayer to God is for them that they may be saved, meaning they're not saved. For I bear I bear them witness that they have zeal for God. And you finish the verse. They have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. Um, it's not in accordance with mm-hmm. the knowledge. And so there's a zeal that saves. And then there, or there's a zeal that is a part of, um, that is not a saving zeal. And there's a zeal that is part of being saved. Yes. And so it says that one is according to knowledge and the other is not according to knowledge. And so that's kind of where we get back to that, um, even the Catholicism conversation, Mm -hmm. that there is a zeal that, you know, regardless of what the, what the origins were, what the heart was behind everything, it's still not according to the knowledge of what, and this is why we're, I'm reading in Hebrews and like, how does this Mm -hmm. exist? It's not according to the knowledge that we already have, Mm. that it's already finished in Jesus. Um, And so uh, I want to read a few of these examples that he gives, but I have one Go. that I don't know if you're going to read this one, Go. but I just found it scrolling. Now, he uses an example of sexual desire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just put anything that we you personally struggle with. So don't get caught mm-hmm. up in the yeah. sexual desire, but he talks about that whole thing. Yeah. This is almost at the end of the whole article, but he says, you must out-zeal the zeal of your sexual desires wow. or your sin that you wow. struggle with. He says, your sin that you struggle with has zeal. Wow. You wouldn't want to do it if it didn't. Wow. So this is that good zeal, bad zeal. Yeah, then he yeah. says, that... That desire will take you captive unless you counter them with another zeal that accords with the knowledge of the great gift of righteousness from a great, generous God who is infinitely worthy of your allegiance mm. down to even your bedsheets. Oh, my gosh. Then he says, that's my second application. Mm. There is a zeal for God that accords with knowledge according to First Thessalonians 4. And that's more talking about sexual morality. Yeah. morality. He says that will manage your lust wholly. Yeah. Wow. Um, that, you know, the way he said, now, again, talking about just sexual morality, he says, God is worthy of your allegiance, mm-hmm. even down to your bedsheets. Yeah. Like, think about, just think about that. 1,000%. Yeah. Or in any sin that you struggle with, even down to that bottle or down to that, what put put your sin in there. I mean, you know, that it, conversation. I it mean, would you know, be interesting wow. to know the conversations that people have with God. So, like, my, because I felt this way this week of, like, I want to have, I want to be more zealous. I want to like be more steadfast. But to me, it sounds like zeal is a product of hope, 
Mm-hmm. And then steadfastness is a product of zeal, but you yeah. know, like it's mm-hmm. kind of like builds it on builds, it. Yeah. So I want to be steadfast. I don't want to be tossed about. I want to have zeal. So I, I, my hope needs to be in the right place. But as I was kind of thinking and praying through all these things, I already know the things that the Lord is touching in my heart. They have to go. Wow. That they, I'm zealous for the wrong things. Yeah. I'm clinging to some mm-hmm. of the the wrong things that don't produce. Um, that don't produce steadfastness, yeah. you know, the, 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 the strong yeah. language that I low-key liked was the, the out zeal. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It means you're zealous for something. Like what are the things that you're actually zealous for that are not zealous for Jesus? And yeah. You're like, Oh gosh. Yeah. And that's his point is allow the zeal for the Lord to out zeal yeah. <laughs> your desire for, so, uh, for sin. You know, you, you mentioned examples on Sunday about, um, you know, you, you, you could be zealous with your favorite TV shows. You could be zealous with your favorite artists. You could know their lyrics word for word, you know, and then you're like, can you mention the eighth book mm. of the Bible? Yeah. Um, you know, th- those are, that is putting to light the things that need to be um, made aware. Yeah. I was talking to somebody last week and, um, and this has been an ongoing process, even with another individual where, where it's, you can't unsee the things that the Lord has now opened the, your mm-hmm. eyes from. Mm-hmm. You have been made aware of something wow. that now you can't return. You can't unsee it. You're like, dang it. I used to think I was fine. I used to do, you know, the church service, you know, however, and I never saw those things. I just thought we were fine. We were mm-hmm. more than fine. If anything, it was unto the Lord. And then the Lord was like, now let me reveal some things to you. And when those blinders get taken off, you're like, dang, I can't unsee that anymore. And there is such a... Um, there is such a, like a pure passion where you're like, I want to do things right for the Lord. Yeah. Um, true, truly holy things. Yeah. You know, what is, is that actually holy? You know, is that part, mm. is that segment in the church service? Is that actually for the Lord? Or is that something that we made up because I don't know. Mm. Yeah. It creates yeah. numbers. It's <laughs> whatever. You know, sometimes we look at that kind of thing negatively too, but that is such a blessing from the Lord mm-hmm. that he is revealing something to you that you can correct with power yes. from the spirit so that you draw closer to him yeah. and know him more. Yes. Like those are those blessings that, that we don't talk about. Well, this is kind of, um, maybe this kind of fits in with that, but with that verse and the end of it saying, I got to go back to Which it. One you um, Romans, uh, 10? 10, was it, was it one through two, one, one and two. Um, uh, that's a good one. I'm sure. <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> Hold on. I'm trying to find it because I want to get it right. Um, oh my God. I think it was in the saving part. Is it this article? It is. This article. It's like eight pages long. I, I know it, it is. I'm, I'm having rolling. trouble finding it. Oh, the saving zeal. Yeah. So to finish the verse, they have zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. So what he goes on to say is that knowledge yeah. is then very important. Knowledge of the righteousness of God is really how it, or the, isn't that what it is? How, hold on. Let me just pull it up. Romans 10. Good night. Well, they have zeal, but not according to knowledge for being ignorant of the righteousness of God ignorant and seeking to establish their own righteousness. There it is. They did not submit to God's righteousness. So essentially making your own religion, kind of, you're just yes. making your own rules, everything like that. So what he's saying is the knowledge is a key part to your zeal, your, your appropriate and accurate zeal for God. Yes, it's the enlightenment of truth. Yes. Now you have to act on the knowledge through wisdom of the Holy Spirit. So he goes on to kind of apply it to Martin Luther. So he basically Mm -hmm. says that, you know, Luther wasn't alive yet for Paul to be writing this on behalf of like Martin Luther. Martin Luther, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. But 
had Paul been alive when Martin Luther was alive, his prayer would have probably been something like, my prayer to God is that Martin Luther, who is in rebellion against the righteousness of God as a very devout Catholic, would be saved. Like that could have been mm. a prayer from Paul because he was so um, yeah. uh, in, into a devout Catholic yeah, so yeah. that he would be saved. And so then he said, and then here's what Luther wrote. Oh my gosh. Here's what Luther wrote on a single word in Romans 117. In it, the righteousness of God is revealed, had stood in my way. I hated the word righteousness of God, which I had been taught to understand philosophically regarding the formal or active righteousness, as they called it, with which God is righteous and punishes unrighteous sinners. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, I beat upon Paul, upon Romans at the place, Romans 117. I beat on that place most ardently, desiring to know what St. Paul wanted. At last, by the mercy of God, meditating day and night, I gave heed to the context of the words. There I began to understand that the righteousness of God is that by which the righteous live by the gift of God, namely by faith. He who through faith is righteous shall live. I'm uh, mm -hmm. sorry. He who through faith is righteous shall live. Here I felt I was altogether born again and had entered paradise itself wow. through open gates. So what he's saying is he like beating on that passage, why does it matter that the righteousness of mm. God matters? Like why does that produce zeal, the right kind of zeal? Mm -hmm. He beat on that passage and so the the title of this little part was like wow. linger in the scriptures because it will open your eyes to the truth and it will yeah. mean something to Stay you. And that's what changed mm. I mean it wow. changed his life. He then understood that the righteousness he always just understood yeah. it from a head place. Like I get it. God will enact his righteousness against unrighteous sinners. But when it actually took to his heart, it changed everything for him. And yeah. so knowledge of the scriptures will produce zeal for us, not like knowledge of the right things. Wow. Right. Yes. Um, going on to that. So the end of that Romans 10, it, it says, for Christ is the end of the law. Yeah. So no more wow. works to gain yeah. righteousness. Yeah. Christ is the end of the law for righteousness goes to anyone who believes. That's what he's saying. Like, yeah. I had, I had to realize I got to quit. Yeah. I just need to go to Christ. Yep. And so we can build, we can build our zeal mm -hmm. off of all sorts of things. We could be zealous for, and I'm, I mean, maybe we've all found ourselves in places like that too. And I'm not just talking about zealous for, I mean, sometimes we are zealous for sinful things. Yep. And so, you know, we need the help of the Lord to we are out, out yes. zeal the, the things that we're zealous for, but even in our own, I'm sure we've all in our sanctification, even been zealous for things of God or placed heavy burdens on ourselves or other people yep. where it's like, that's not real. That's not real knowledge of the scriptures. And that's mm. not real zeal. That's not wow. a saving zeal. Um, so yeah, I think when you say that, this is a thing for our church. Like, what do you, what do you hope is produced this year in 2024 in terms of zeal? Like what, mm -hmm. what, what, it, what would it practically look like for, for us to be a, an, a zealous church? Mm. Yeah. That's a great question. Cause we, we want people's like motives to be the, in the right yeah. posture. Yeah. Um, because mm. in a, in a scary way, we have like studied that you can be zealous and have from one extreme, not be saved, but yeah. be, and then be zealous and almost be zealous for the wrong reason. And yeah. miss it. Right. And miss, um, yeah. the, one of the most important things that I do want to share today is, um, and this is like a personal story of mine where at one point I was a young leader in my teens mm -hmm. and what I thought was zeal, what I thought was passion, mm 
yeah. was actually wrapped in my pride. Yeah. And I hurt people's feelings. Yeah. It's almost like that. Um, what, what I did back when I was like 15, 16, 17 was like, um, unfortunately, it was like, hey, get on my level. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. so often we're in our like own way and we're like, we, we call it passion. Mm-hmm. We call it love for Jesus. But like, where's the humility? Yeah. You know? And so my heart, honestly, is that we would be a zealous people, honestly, because the enemy is, he, he's going a hundred, mm-hmm. like, and he's not slowing down. Mm-hmm. And for us, there has to be an urgency yeah. to see God's kingdom expand. Now, Jesus does the work. However, it's those who are submitted mm-hmm. to, the, to the Lord that mm-hmm. he says, I can, I can use you. Yeah. I can, you know, Bro, that, that first quote, again, if you, if you read that, it, it mentioned willing. A yeah. zealous church is willing. Yes. Yeah. You know, yes, yeah. Christ is the work, but we have to be submissive and willing yes. to follow. Yeah. I mean, the Lord is looking for people. Yeah. yeah. You know, he is, he is identifying, finding the people who have surrendered, yeah. you know, and have, had di- have died to their pride, you know? And so um, my heart, I really, I think with what the Holy Spirit is doing, at least for our church here at New River, um, is he want, he, he, if you're tired of being stale, if you're tired of feeling stuck, like return to the Lord to, to mm. it sounds even weird to say energize that zeal, but it's that thing that like whatever comes your way, there yeah. is such a, um, a fierceness against sin. Yeah. There is such yeah. a, like you're disgusted to sin, yeah. you know, and not towards other people. Mm-hmm. However, it's to yourself. Like you have to be disgusted with your own sin. Yeah, that's yeah. so good. You have to love other people. Yeah. You know, um, again, Jesus has always been the prime example. He loved people. Yeah. Um, however, like, you know, hate the sin. Yeah. And in the sin in your own life, have you gotten to a zeal to where it's like, I hate my own sin. It makes me yeah. want to throw up. Yeah. Mm. Um, that the thought of things going south, your stomach just churns. You're yeah. like, no, I can't do that. You know, the big picture is that is the death of me, mm-hmm. you know? So what gives life? And so um, also like learning that um, worshiping Jesus is a sacrifice. Yeah. So see, seeing a zealous community come in here, even on the days where they don't feel anything. Yeah. The Lord intentionally hides himself from you for, for you to seek him. Oh, Lord. So yeah. if you feel in a season where you're like, where is the Lord? I just feel mm-hmm. like he's silent. He's essentially hiding. He's playing hide mm-hmm. and seek with you, fam. Yeah. Go, go find search. him. Mm-hmm. Go search. Yeah. He's not always going to be like, hey, I'm right here. Mm-hmm. Even though biblically, yeah, he's always mm-hmm. there. He's always been there. But come find me. Mm-hmm. Open the word. Open the book of life. You yeah. know, like just open it, man. Yeah. Like, um, and connect with people who, who love Jesus. And so I'm just saying to see a people like that, that's what that's he, would be amazing. You said like wh- I don't know how you phrase the question, but I, the way I, I don't either. It, the way I understood it, yeah, was how do we be, how do we become or continue mm-hmm. to be a zealous church? Um, I go back to kind of what one um, passage I used on Sunday. It was have reverence for the Lord. Yes, you know, it told us that when Jesus is in the garden, that God heard his prayers mm-hmm. because of obedience and reverence. Mm-hmm. And if you look at what made him have reverence is because he literally said, not my will, but yours be done. So if we have a church that is surrendered again, surrendered to the will of God, no matter what that is, then that will create zeal. Can I ask you a question? 
because um, uh, I grew up with the word reverence and and the word reverence always felt like this like this I don't know how to describe it it's almost like shh, shh, like be reverent you yeah. know like I don't know how you know how to describe mm-hmm. that however how how do you demonstrate reverence to the Lord uh, yeah I gotta go ahead because in my mind I almost go to the thing like we all give reverence to something yeah. and so I better not jump ahead. I earlier you're talking about this next week. Are you? If for some hold up, I had no idea. For some reason, (laughs) you get the butterflies when you see a famous person. What do you do? Like you're giving them reverence, but what do you do? You know, like if you're at a sports game and you're giving that team reverence, Mm -hmm. but your reverence is in the form of shouting, Mm -hmm. of cheering. Like, so what? What would you describe reverence like? Yeah. Because some people be like, "No, you're in church. You gotta chill. Mm -hmm. Be quiet." Yeah, that's not reverence to me. Yeah. That you know, I, I, that so you're, that's respect and reverence. But they have yeah. a, they have a wrong idea of I think what God intends for a church when He says be reverent. I think it's honor, yeah, uh, honor and love, you know. And it it's fear, but it's not fear to be afraid. It, it's it's an honoring fear, like Lord, I I submit again. Sorry, we're using the same word. It's submission to say I will follow you. Because I honor you, because I trust you, and I know that anything that happens, you're in control of that. To wow. me, that's reverence. It's yes. complete submission. Um, posture is bowing at the feet of the cross. Yeah, saying your it's will, like, your me, will be like, done. I've, I've gone to the conclusion where it's just like give him his worth, like give him what he's worthy of. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. here's reverence, and you look at the life of Jesus, and he's God, as we just as we mentioned before. Yeah. But. W- where did he find his wisdom and strength? Mm. By bowing in prayer. Yeah. So he's wow. displaying reverence by going to God, even though he is God. Yeah. yeah. By giving an example. So he's showing us how to do it. We yeah. bow and say, God, help me. Help me understand. You you know. So yeah. I, I just need to I need you to help me know. Yeah. And you can ask, you know what I'm saying? So that's my idea of reverence is honor. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Same as same as you would have reverence for a king in the old days, mm-hmm. where you would come and you would you can't look at him. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. you honor them. Yeah, that's it. Now, different with Jesus. Yeah, you know what I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the, but the earthly analogies are always like super helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that. Um, Bodhi Bakum, he was like, you don't make Jesus your king. You don't make him Lord. He is Lord. Yeah. You, <laughs> you just submit to that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And then he uses that excuse. It's like back in the old days, you don't walk in and say, hey, you're my king now. No, no, no. He's always been your king. You just submit to yeah. that he is your king. And yeah. it's that, that, that's what it is. He always comes with the fire. He does. Yeah. He says, I don't need to defend the Bible any more than I need to defend a lion. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, you're right. Uh, uh, um, that's powerful. Yeah, I yeah, think. I mean, like, yeah, Zealous yeah, yeah. Church, yep. have reverence, have honor, trust. Yep. That's what he, and I was I was thinking about this last night too. I don't know. My brain was going. He's like, you know what? God asked for one thing from us. Mm-hmm. Now that one thing is everything. Like, but it <laughs> just happens to be everything. But what I'm saying is one yes. word: faith. Yeah. Like, if we truly have faith, yeah. we give everything. Yeah. That's all he asks. Faith. Just believe in me, because if you believe in me, like you said, I'll open it up, yeah. and you will see. You yeah. will see. I think a good. Um, just a good takeaway from this conversation is to produce those things, produce a zealous church that is full of faith, full of trust. Um, sorry, it will always, sorry, not sorry. It will always go back to the scriptures. We have to be in the word. This uh, is we where don't we, we in a church no more. No, I mean, we, we literally have to be in the word. And this is, uh, this is why I loved your call to a commitment of that, you know, on Sunday, like, mm-hmm. will you be with me? Can we study this? Can we talk to mm-hmm. God? Um, 
And, and we confirm the things that we hear from God about who he is, his nature, his character, the things he's speaking to us by his word. Yeah. You know, he's not going to speak something to you that isn't already displayed sure. in scripture, yeah. you know? That's good um, and so we... I said affirmation. Yeah, <laughs> it's the affirmation. <laughs> yes. Because um, people will be saying, God said this. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's not his nature. Yeah. <laughs> that's the opposite of what we see in scripture. Yeah. No, you made God say that by taking a verse out of context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying. So to mm-hmm. be to be growing and not, I mean, this, this is what I'm taking away from that, you know, Romans 10 is um, to be in zeal that mm-hmm. it aligns with God. It is according to his word. Yep. We got to be in it. And so um, I think that's a just a good thing for our church. It's the beginning of 2024. It doesn't matter that it's not January 1st, right? The 2nd. You yeah. can start any day to develop a uh, yes. a good, healthy, spiritual discipline of yep. being in the Word. And I'm talking to myself, too. I, I yeah. still struggle with the um, just a good, consistent, um, a good consistency uh, and routine in mm-hmm. the Word. Um, calling it, this, is, this always goes back to that, calling it freedom in Christ. You know, it's like, well, I'm not under the law. Mm-hmm. It's like, gosh, but no, we need healthy spiritual disciplines. Um, so yeah. anyway, I just think that's good for, for all of us to know um, and to just be thinking about. Um, and we are talking about, I guess it is kind of in that vein, so reverence. But next week we are going to talk about uh, what a healthy fear of God looks like. Yeah. And um, I keep saying this, I don't know, I, I don't know a better word, but truly it's benefits. Like when you, the promises for those who fear God in scripture are many, like a lot of the verses that we cling to, actually, if you'll go back and look like the verse before Mm -hmm. that, it's actually addressing those who fear God will blah, blah, blah. Those who fear God get to da, da, da. Like we'll cling to the second part, but we're kind of, we'll kind of neglect like, but it's people who fear God that are being addressed. And so I want us to be able to talk about that. So we'll do that next week. I'm excited. I think these are good, solid, like beginning of the year type of things. I like the begin. I like the beginning of the year. I don't, Do I don't hate uh, resolutions. I know people are like, don't do your new year's. I don't hate those. You really, like, we're a week away from February. I know. That's insane. It's so yeah. fast, but you know, we're still in that mode. We're still okay. in that uh, beginning of the year type of feel. Like <laughs> let's get some things in order this year, you know, yeah. yes. um, order. That's, that's like Brandon's word. Um, not just for the year. He's I can't stand it that last word. year, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is why I need to do it. Right? He'll be cleaning out his car like order. Yeah. Like everything's just order. <laughs> <laughs> so um it's I think it's good for us. Okay. Um great job, Alex. Thank oh, you for thank talking. You is talking this to going us worldwide Zeal. on TV? Worldwide. NBC. NBC, ABC. They'll probably CBS. edit us. Not CNN. <laughs> Okay. Oh, my gosh. Now we're cutting. Cut. No, no, Turn no, it no, off, no. Greg. It Turn it off. <laughs> okay. This was great. We're back, guys. Yes. Season 10. All right. We'll see you next week. See ya. Right. Bye. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the Overflow Podcast of New River Church, where we seek to provide authentic, practical, biblical encouragement beyond Sunday services. We hope you enjoyed this conversation. And if you'd like to learn more about New River, please visit us online at newriver.church or join us in person on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. and 11.15 a.m. We'll talk to you next week, same time, same place. May God cover you with his goodness and grace and may Jesus always be enough.